You're listening to the Northfield Radio Program, where faith, family, and culture all collide with the biblical worldview. There is a war that's raging for the hearts and the minds and the spirits of men and women. And you and I, as Christians, are on the forefront of that battle. The question is, what will you do? To find out more about the Northfield Radio Program and Caleb Gordon, go to www.calebgordon.com. Welcome to the Northfield Radio Program. I am your host, Caleb Gordon. Thank you so much for joining us on this radio program and podcast this week. Um, 2021 is just shaping up to be insane. Uh, the liberal left is ramping up the insanity, guys. Um, so, Sunday, Donald Trump signed a proclamation on National Sanctity of Human Life Day um, this last Sunday. And it said, every human life is a gift to the world. Whether born or unborn, young or old, healthy or sick, every person is made in the holy image of God. I believe that. I stand by that. That we all hold the Imago Dei. We are image bearers of God. And Donald Trump signed a proclamation on Sunday for that to take place, or acknowledging that. So I, I want... I want you all to understand something. Um, everyone thinks Donald Trump has just been horrible. He's done more for the pro-life movement in four years than any other president. Uh, I, I'm still of the opinion that he hasn't gone far enough in, in, in abolishing abortion. I'm an abolitionist. But um, <laughs> I'm seeing what's coming out. I mean, the fir- one of the first things that... Joe Biden is going to do first day in the office is he's going to put um, uh, executive orders in place to fund Planned Parenthood on a massive scale that is one of the largest organizations that kills small human beings. Um, I, I just read an article that broke my heart and this article uh, comes out of New Jersey It's being called the Freedom to Kill Act. New Jersey bill allows non-doctors to abort babies up to birth. Um, The official title of the proposed bill is called the New Jersey Reproductive Freedom Act. (laughs) Uh, It was introduced in in the Senate uh, Assembly last October in an effort to increase women's rights to abortions and allow non-physicians to perform procedures. What in the actual world? Like, this is satanic, demonic, on a level that is absolutely insane. Like, I I, I don't even know how anyone can, can condone this, be okay with this, stand... Somewhere remotely in an okay position, if they say they claimed, uh, if they claim to follow and love Jesus Christ, uh, it, it just can't. Uh, you just can't. Um, a friend of mine, Josh Eaton, he's a pastor in Kansas, said any stance that argues against the complete abolition of abortion is ungodly and wicked. Guys, I agree with that a hundred percent, and we have got. An administration that's coming in, and they are they are pushing for um, 
the the complete and unbridled legalization of murder of human beings. And I can promise you this. Listen, I'm making a prediction. I'm not a prophet, but I am just looking down the tube of time here to say, per se, and I'm taking people at their word. The liberal left is pro-euthanasia. That's the killing of old people. And that's been the big deal. Oh, you, you, you're COVID-19 deniers, so you want to kill grandpa. Like, that's what people have called me in the last year. Uh, but they're pushing euthanasia, where they kill old people. Like, that's the plan. Here's why. Because if you can kill a baby in the womb and you don't value life at the beginning, you will not value life at the end. If you're not a quote-unquote contributing sub, uh, a member to society, you can and will be eliminated. How can I say that? Because they're eliminating people they don't deem as viable now. Oh my goodness, guys. We've got to wake up to the facts of what's happening in the world around us. Hell is being unleashed and Christians have been silent for long enough. This There has to be a mobilization. There has to be a point where we say enough is enough is enough is enough. No more. And we stand. Um, I'm going... When this broadcast airs, I'm recording this a couple weeks or a week ahead of time. January 30th, I'm going down to plant the Planned Parenthood in um, Oklahoma here in, in Tulsa. And we're going to plead. Like, here's the thing. We're not mean. We're not rude. We're not hateful. We don't do anything that, that, that jeopardizes anyone's life. All we're doing is asking the Lord and asking for the mothers and the fathers to spare their children. We're pleading for life. That's what we do when we go to these places. We ask the parents to reconsider. We're not mean, we're not rude, we don't call names, we're not hurtful, we're not hateful, we don't do any of these things. We're just asking for the parents to please, please reconsider. I've got friends that are willing, ready, and able to foster and to adopt and to, and to do whatever. Financial help, I've got churches, I know churches that are ready to stroke checks out to help parents take care of their babies. I, I, I know them personally. So the excuse of, well... <laughs> Caleb, um, no one can help me. I, I got no money. Yes, there is opportunity for somebody to take care of that baby. There's options. There is options. There is options. Guys, this this bill, I just read this and it just breaks my heart. Uh, my dad actually sent it to me and just his, his quote, how twisted, perverted, and evil mankind is and has become. These truly are the last days. Guys, what we're doing, this is why America is on the precipice of complete collapse. Because we as a nation have okayed the murder of children. And I, I, told, I said this last night in my, our men's Bible study. All this is is a repackaging of the worship of Moloch. The worship of Moloch, there was a giant god that man created. And it has a bowl. And they put a big fire in the bowl. And the parents would get up on the edge of the bowl. And they would lob their firstborn off into this giant bowl. Why? In the hopes of financial success, that they would be successful in the material section of the world. That they would have financial success, they would, or their bank accounts would be successful if they would throw their firstborn child into the bowl. Guys, 
This is just a repackaging of the worship of Moloch. That's all this is. Um, when I was down at, at the at the women's clinic in Planned Parenthood uh, a couple weeks ago, there was a gentleman that got out of his car and yelled at us and said, You don't know the stats. <laughs> you don't know the stats. Young couples, young people who have babies when they're young are, are more, more likely to be financially ruined. Okay, and... It's not your baby's fault that you made a decision to have sex and that you're broke. It's not the baby's fault. To the men, man up and take care of your babies. I have four. And guess what? It's financially draining. But that's okay because that's babies are supposed to be financially draining. Kids are not cheap. That's the reason God set up the sexual relationship to be... Uh, played out in the marriage relationship, in the marriage covenant between one man, one woman. That's what God set up. And so we have a, a a mandate from the Lord that says, don't have sex outside of marriage. Oh, if you do, there's going to be repercussions. And this is the repercussion because we've got young men and young women who decide that they want to engage in sexual activity prior to marriage, and they say, well, it's my right, my body, I can do whatever I want. Whatever I do doesn't affect anybody else. No, it, it does affect. It does affect other people. So what's the answer? The answer is this. Control yourself. One of the fruits of the Spirit is self-control. When it comes to the, to the desires to want to have sex, that is a natural God-given desire, but it is to be played out in the marriage covenant. The marriage relationship, that's it. That's where it's supposed to happen. And when we obey God's commands, there's going to be blessings in that. You're going to have children and you're going to have a family. And when you follow God's creative order, when God sets up the family, there's a creative order. Make no mistake about this. All of this is an attack, a satanic attack on the family because God ordained and set up the family. And so Satan has a stated goal in John chapter 10 to steal, kill, and destroy the family. That's what he wants to do. And so he does this. He's, he's doing this, number one, through single parents, abortions, um, um, deadbeat dads, deadbeat moms who don't want to be a part of their, fa- their kids' lives. So, I mean, it's an attack on the family because God ordained it. And make no mistake, when you follow God's directives, when you follow God's mandates, there's blessings that are attached to that. And vice versa, if you don't, there's going to be consequences. There's going to be curses that come along with that if you do not obey God's commands. Now, is there hope? Absolutely. Repentance. Those that are engaged in these things can repent and find God's grace. Repent and believe. That's the gospel. Repent Repent of your sins, confess your sins. First John 1 John 1.9, if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive and cleanse of all unrighteousness. So repent and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. There is hope for you. But man, Christians, it is time for us to stand firm against the evil of abortion. Now, I mean, we've gone so far left in New Jersey, which I get it. New Jersey is a, a cesspool of liberalism and psychoticness. I get it. But this is being called the Freedom to Kill Act. Like, and it doesn't even, they don't have to be doctors. Like, Jim down the street could be like, you know what? I could do that for cheaper. (laughs) Come on, people. This is the problem in the world in which we live. We've got to take a stand against this thing. Church, 
I am no longer quiet about this. I am no longer silent about this. It's time that you and I step up to the plate and do what God's called us to do. All right? Well, my hope is that this week we would pursue Christ more than we pursue the world. My hope is that we would long for Jesus to establish his kingdom more than um, the kingdoms of this world are trying to be established. We, I would, My hope and my longing is that Christ would establish the kingdom. That's my hope. That is my hope. Um, so stand true. Stand firm. Don't waver in the commitment to the gospel. Love the gospel. Love your family and be ready. Be ready. Be ready. All right. Let's do this. Small break real quick. want to say thank you to our friends at Outpost Coffee for providing us with incredible caffeinated beverages. Just had um, one a couple days ago. And wow. They, they did a fantastic job. They nailed it. Like, nailed it. It was great. Um, you, you don't want to... You don't want to miss out on this. Whew. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Outpostcoffeeco.com. Don't miss out on what they've got. Outpostcoffeeco.com. Okay. So I want to finish out the second half of this. We're going to talk about um, one of the major things that I've seen in um, that's just come out this week. Um, uh, Biden is going to pick a transgender woman. Actually, it's a man. Okay, It's not a woman. Biden has picked a man who is going to be in charge of assisting. Uh, he's the assistant health secretary. So Biden has picked a man who says he's a woman who's mentally ill. We have picked a mentally ill man who claims to be a woman to be the assistant health secretary. Guys, mark my words. I said this in 2015, that when you legalize homosexual marriage, Pandora's box is now open. And ladies and gentlemen, that was, that was in 2015. Now it's 2021. That's six years ago. Um, Pandora's box has been open and we are literally on the precipice of um, <laughs> it being hate speech. To say that homosexuality is a sin. To say that a man who claims he's a woman, a man who has male genitalia, who claims to be a woman, is normal. And if you say that that is um, sinful, mark my words, we are coming down to the wire. I, I just said this. I said, it will soon be illegal to say that homosexuality is a sin. And if a pastor or a spiritual leader does say that, they will be fined or put in prison. Um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I, I, my heart is heavy for our nation because we have literally in the throes of Romans chapter one, like America is literally in the throes of Romans chapter one, uh, starting in verse 18, where God has abandoned our nation. God has literally taken his hands off of this nation and we are being left to our own sinful, depraved devices as a nation. And America is under the wrath of abandonment and under the wrath of God. Twofold. Why? Number one, we're killing babies by the millions. Just talked about the first half of the section of the uh, first half of the segment. Um, secondly, um, we have okayed the sin of Sodom, homosexuality. We, we've okayed this. Um, 
and it's very God's word is very explicit. Read Romans chapter one in its entirety, verse eighteen through thirty-two in its entirety. A nation that has a sexual revolution like America's had in the 60s will eventually have a homosexual revolution, which we are in the throes of right now. We are in the midst of a violent coup in terms of sexual morality. Um, Morality is under attack like never before. And we are in the throes. We are in the midst of Romans chapter one, where um, it literally says that that a man will leave the natural use of the woman for another man. And women doing the same thing, doing shameful acts with other women. Like, this is where we are. We're in the midst of this right this very second. And broadcasts like this, it will not be, I predict, I'm not a prophet, like I said from the beginning of this show, but I see what's coming down the pike because here's what the the liberal left has said. They want to throw people like me in prison. They want to find me. They want to take me off the air because I don't have the right to be on the air because what you say is horrible. But... The propagation of actual pedophilia by the LGBTQ community is okay? No, it's not okay. It's not okay. And what we're doing is wicked. It's wrong and we need to repent as a nation. So I am calling on all Christians once again. This is the, the, the twofold fight. Satan is just using these. He's like Everybody likes to whip up. It's like, well, Caleb... Why is it that everybody wants to talk about abortion and homosexuality? Because these are the two main avenues, these are the two main paths that the enemy, Satan, is using to dismantle the family. And if you dismantle the family, you will dismantle the church. And if you dismantle the church, you will dismantle the state. And if you dismantle the state, the nation will fall apart. And that's that's what's taking place right this very moment. The family is under attack, and if the church yawns and has another Vegas-style service, we're, we're wasting our time. If your church is a big show, lights and and smoke and band and all this stuff, and you're not preaching the word, which, man, a bulk of these big mega churches that are just playing these games, they don't get the gospel right. The gospel doesn't ever make it. It doesn't work. Oh, guys, we got to pay attention to what's going on. All right, so to finish out the show, I want you guys to hear this conversation between Todd Friel and Dr. James White on Wretched Radio. And Todd, or I'm sorry, Dr. James White makes a prediction. This was five years ago. This was his prediction when it comes to the idea of homosexuality and the church and how that's going to work out. So listen to this conversation. It is super, super telling. This is from five years ago. Like, it's just going to blow your mind. Where do you see the church with its relationship to the government in five years regarding the issue of homosexuality? If things keep going the way they're going and there is no uh, blessing from God in the sense of widespread repentance, uh, it's all-out warfare and eventually a complete loss of all the protections that we've had in regards to taxation. Um, I believe... 501c3 gone. Yeah, I believe that uh, that'll be considered discrimination. It'll be under uh, hate crimes laws. And um, as a result, I think there is going to be a fundamental uh, reorganization of Christian education. It's either going to have to abandon any type of specific uh, Christian label, uh, or it's going to have to exist without Pell Grants, uh, student loans, any of those kinds of things. It's going to have to be completely done separately from and fully taxed, and maybe even at a higher rate 
than uh, than the government. And I think that's eventually going to re do what may be a good thing, because I don't know about you, when someone asks me, where does the New Testament teach about Christian education? I can only think of one text, and that's where Paul says to Timothy, pass on the things you've heard from me to trustworthy men. Well, the only way I can know if someone's trustworthy is if I live with them. In other words, that education is taking place within the context of the local church. And I think there's going to be a whole lot more of that in the future, absolutely of necessity. Because unless God grants some type of reprieve, some type of restraint of this out-of-control train, it seems to me that what is becoming the prevalent note in the society is that what you do, Todd Friel, and what I do in expressing our Christian faith is going to be classified as hate and bigotry and is going to be against the law of the land. So you're optimistic. I'm optimistic that Jesus Christ is still in control of his church and that we need to recognize that our brothers and sisters around the world have been facing these issues long before we did. We Americans are going to be learning from people outside of our borders. Yeah. Now, 10 years, where do you see the relationship of Christianity, specifically the local church now, 10 years with the state? Well, again, if it keeps going the way it's going, um, our, our property is going to be taxed. Uh, you're going to be looking at, much, I think, much smaller churches, purer churches, churches where... Here, let, let me use the illustration I've used for years. If this coming Sunday morning there is a pencil-necked geek bureaucrat standing outside the front door of your church, I used to say with a clipboard, Okay, with an iPad. Um, taking your information, your social security number, your name and address, and you know that walking through that door is going to double your taxes. Double your taxes. Uh, what happens to our attendance? i got to tell you something. I like that idea a lot. Not the taxes part, but the purging and the cleansing. Well, uh, that's It would not be point. a bad thing that's my for point. the church. Uh, I mean, that's my point. Um, that's what's going to be coming, because that's, that's what has happened everywhere else. Yeah, but here's, here's, here's what I think is perhaps not an exclusively American, but wow, I think on steroids, the attitude that that'll never happen here. I know. That's not us. I know. Hello, that's, we're 21st century Americans. That's why it's going to be so easy for it to happen, is that there, we don't know history anymore. We don't, in America, we don't know why we did the things we did to establish a form of government that we established. We don't recognize that the separation of powers, because we recognized, no, all the founding fathers were not a bunch of Christians and great theologians and all the rest of that stuff. Some were. The point was there was a fundamental recognition of the fact that men have an evil heart, and therefore there needs to be restraint upon them because once they have power, they're going to use the power in a corrupt way. We've lost that because we no longer have a creator. We no longer have a transcendent meaning for man. Man's just a, the accident of, of the impersonal universe. And the, the naivete that has set in to the American mind as a result um, is what's going to allow all this to happen. Yeah, and, I, and I fear just an overall lack of education. Is there anything that the evangelical Christian who is hearing this can do? Of course. What? Uh, number one. Number one is each one of us individually and in our families must be absolutely convinced within our hearts of the truth of the gospel, the inspiration, inerrancy, and preservation of the Bible and that we have been called to serve Jesus Christ where we are, to be salt and light, no matter what the cost. Right. That's the very first thing. No, right. more comfort no more comfortable Christian. No more, 
um, I mean, the word faith movement needs to move to someplace uh, because it is just its very fundamental mindset is completely opposed to what I'm talking about. A willingness to suffer for the gospel. Well, the, the word faith prosperity gospel people, uh, they're going to be in big trouble. Their their numbers. I, I don't think, know. They're doing well in Africa. Yeah, but they're not underneath the persecution that you're predicting. But some of the places in Africa, they are. Because people are greedy everywhere. Well, it's an escapism. I, I, I'm not saying that they're going to disappear, but you know they're going to shrink. And so are the silly centers where we put on, you so. know, Highway to Hell is the opening Easter worship song. Who's going to go to see a second-rate singer when if they know you. if it actually costs exactly. something as right. opposed to profits you in some way, shape, or form? We All can right. hope so. So make sure that you've got your, you've got your own individual house in order. I'm going to make it number two. Your family is in order. Number three... The church itself. Yay, we're on the, the same page. The has to local be church has to know what a church is supposed to be, why we're there, what worship is, um, recognize that the fundamental act of worship is the proclamation of God's truth, that it's not about us, it's all about Him. Um, when you have uh, a focus upon what the church really is, biblically, and you've got everybody on the same page. What's what's the what's the New Testament evidence all the time? Be of the same mind, of this of the same attitude. When we're all pulling the same direction, even if it's swimming upstream, then we'll help each other do it. Yeah, so I, I those are very practical things. So if you are hearing Dr. James White make this little prediction, did you get a word? No. Okay. So for whatever it's worth, James White predicting what could be coming down the pipe. You watch Fox News and you're going, oh, no, this is horrible. There's something you can do. Take care of self, family, local church. Fight for it like nobody's business for the purification of your local church. And that's something you can do that will have an impact and perhaps change the course of where you think that this is headed. I cannot disagree with anything that they just said. Fantastic word. Fantastic analogies. Fantastic. Take care of yourself. Take care of your family. Take care of your church. Those things are so important. Guys, as we as we see, it's getting gloriously dark out. But guess what? Jesus Christ is still on his throne. Christ is still sovereign. And he's the king of all uh, of the universe. And we need to um, be ever mindful and stay committed to the gospel. Stay committed to the gospel. All right, guys, I love you so much, and, and thank you for listening. Um, share this radio program, or if you're listening to it on a podcast, share this somewhere so that your friends can hear this. Uh, I think it's time that we wake up, all right? Love you all. Let's go to get them. This program has been brought to you by DSR, a technology company that has been investing in Bartles of a Families for over 35 years. DSR, we deliver technology.